You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am talking with Nicole from Smart Cookie Media, which I love that name, and I cannot wait to dive into this. Today, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of working from home, among other things, because I know marketing's her jam, so I'm sure that'll come up at some point as well. But with that being said, I would love to welcome in Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So Nicole, tell us more about yourself, who you are and what you do. Yeah, I I am a mom of two little two little two little men. They they run the house at this point. They uh Luke and Will, 6 and 2 and a half. They're going on teenagers though already. Um uh, but they still think I'm really cool. So they're not that kind of teenager just yet. But yeah, so they're they're little and I am a four-time entrepreneur. So um this is this is um fourth business that either you know, some have gone away, that's for sure, closed or dissolved. And um, now Smart Cookie Media, we take care of service professionals all across the country in Canada. And we tried Australia too, but that time zone is really, really tough for us to get right. Uh, and we produce the show, The Serial Entrepreneur Show. It's a podcast and we put it on our YouTube channel as well so that we can help entrepreneurs, serve business leaders, really do two things, grow revenue and keep their profits. Oh, two of the most important parts of business, you know, and even I, I always tell pa- um, not patients, clients, that revenue is so important. And I think as women, sometimes we get these money blocks around it. But even if you're a nonprofit, you need that revenue to make an impact in the community, yeah. in whatever audience you're serving. So you know, don't be afraid of revenue. It is a good thing because you can do so much good and create such an impact with it. So absolutely love that. So let's talk about working from home because that is something that I think a lot of our listeners are still navigating, like how they can be able to work from home, maintain that separation of work life. You know, I hate to use the term balance, but you know, just, just creating those boundaries around it. So what have you learned over the years in growing four different businesses? Yeah. So I have learned that I got really, really lucky early. Like, um, it's only of course, in looking back, do we really connect the dots easily? I get that, but really early on, um, I, well, I guess we can even go back before my first couple 
corporate jobs, if you will. Um, but I was going to say my, my first few corporate jobs all had some type of work from home office responsibilities. There was something that was going to land me at home and I was going to need to take the call or, you know, it's a loan mortgage originator back in those days. And so you're going to take the application wherever you're going to take the application on the phone while making dinner, wherever you need to be, you stop when you're working straight commission, that's for sure. But even be way before then as a kiddo, uh, my parents owned their own thing. And then when they got divorced, they still managed to own different things. And I watched what it meant to be really my dad's little sidekick. Uh, I was raised in the eighties and nineties by a single dad and he's an entrepreneur too. And I'm not sure who raised who that's true. Uh, we, uh, he's my best buddy, but my goodness, the things that we were always up to and, uh, looking back, there was just always some type of responsibility. And was there a nice, nice and neat, tidy office at home? No. <laughs> was it always in perfect order? No. Gosh, do I crave that in my own life all the time? And do I strive for it so many times? Yeah. And then I realized, you know, what really, really matters is how is everybody in the home? How are they? And, Sometimes I have to tell the inner taskmaster, and she's a tough one to work for, that, hey, they're all doing great. They have no idea, and they're happy with their next snack or their next one. You can get through that next call or, you know, write that email really quickly, and it's not, you know, because sometimes we want to separate those things. But it's been, it's been an ongoing learning process, and then, of course, um, as you and many listeners, I'm sure, know that all changed for so many of us in 2020. And so I was able to, to look back and say, well, not only when I was a kid, what did I do? But then in those corporate jobs where I still had to have truly a, a, a home office, its own designated space, what was working for me all those times and how can I share with others? Oh, so many things you just said. Like that is one of my favorite quotes is that you can only connect the dots looking back. And it's so true. And our past, our experiences teach us so much. They have so much value to them. But I love what you said about, you know, having the dream of the tidy office and this, that, and the other. I think so many times we hold ourselves to these false standards. Like, yeah, that would be great, but sometimes that's not realistic. And it's, you know, a matter of silencing some of those critics, those taskmasters, like you yes. said, like, Okay, yeah, that's that's great, but is it realistic? Is it working for me? And then leaning into those things that are working for you versus trying to mimic what everybody else is doing and this, that, and the other. What's working for you and really leaning into it? Yes, yes, so true, so true. Yes. So what have you found? Like I, I noticed you said a designated workspace and I'm a firm believer in this too, especially working from home. It's very tempting to work nonstop 24 seven because it's there. It's easy to just grab your phone. It's easy to just get caught up on a, you know, a few other things here and there. How do you maintain the separation of work life? Yeah. So, um, not great, <laughs> not great because you do get that idea and you know, you do want to, you know, scribble that down or, you know, you've got to, you've got to get that on the calendar because you saw it come in. And if you don't, you know, your caregiver needs to know that as soon as they do. And so having a few key places in, in the rest of the house. So my office, uh, uh, and then, it, and then it got taken over, not taken over, but then I got a coworker when my husband started working from home. So my office is downstairs, um, in, in our basement away from, you know, the noise of toddlers, most of the time, you know, sometimes they're, they're in the living room above and, you know, you can hear them. Um, but, uh, that's there. The reality is though, it is still close enough where if I walked away to it, I would get, I would get lost with a 20 minute thing or a 10 minute. Right. So it's really important for me to do a couple things. 
One, I usually have some type of calendar that is open on a counter, or if I need to jot in something, you know, maybe I saw a payment come through. I work with a lot of clients through VIP days, for example. And if that comes through, I want to, it's blocked on my digital calendar, but I need to make sure that everybody in the, in the house knows like, Hey, your jury duty, that's cool. If that comes up, but someone's got to help me uh, figure that day out, or I need to reschedule with that client as soon as possible. And we only have so many a month. So it's really important to me. I, I want everyone that works with us to make as much money and impact as they can in the world. And so I take it very seriously. If they book a day, we are all in this house being sure we get their day done. And so that's a key. The other thing is, you know, those really big giant sticky notes that, um, you know, you might use in a presentation or a workshop. I love those things. And I use them for presentations or workshops, but I also use them for what I call my 20 minute tasks. Because the reality is if there is a nap time <laughs> that um, my kid, they, they won't nap for me. They're like, oh no, if you just stay busy, mom won't notice that you're, that you're around and playing. Like just, you know, she'll just keep, she'll keep you happy and productive. Anyone else they'll nap for, right? Or the, the little one will. Well, if I can at least have that written somewhere, just down a hallway, not somewhere I'm looking at all the time and it stresses me out. If I just have it where I know I can jot something down that I can solve in 20 minutes, then I won't go to the office and get sucked in for an hour. Cause my husband will be like, where did you go? Like we lost you. And I don't want them to lose me when I should be, you know, checked in. And so that 20 minute list, I'm sure there's an app that would do it better, but this is a way that it just like goes away. My, it's not reliant on my phone and I can pull off any one of those things when I have that 20 minute, when the kid actually does nap or when they're distracted with something or, you know, busy with their own little thing. Um, it's been so helpful just to have a few key places. Yeah. Is the office in one spot? Is the podcast studio in another? For sure. Those couple of things help me a lot. Oh, I love it. And for me, I, I, I'm speaking your language because if it's not written down, it, it does exist. not <laughs> exist. Exactly. So I think that's such a good way to manage it. And two, to make sure everybody's on the same page because we can't... Un- we can't expect our families to just read our minds and know what's happening when it's happening. So having something like that, just the paper planner on the the counter or wherever you decide to keep it, we have a, a board in our kitchen. It just really makes sure everybody's on the same page and just makes life so much easier and flows. And yeah, the same with me, you know, with the office, I try and keep things in the office, but I mean, the reality is if I come up with an idea, I need to get it out of my brain and I need to put it somewhere. So I, I think that's awesome. And the sticky notes, love them. Again, sticky notes are my best friend. I should probably buy stock in them. And I like your 20 minute task list idea. I do something similar. I call it a loop list. But it's it's just something that you do with those those little tasks. That's such a good strategy because how often as moms, we find these little pockets of time and we're constantly saying we don't have time. We have little pockets of time. We may not have eight straight hours of time, right. but it gives us that little opportunity to get something we've been putting off that realistically would not take us that long. Like for me, on mine, one of my examples is that I would have to, I wanted to pin three posts at the top of my, my feed on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, it's not that that takes any amount of time. That's not even going to take me 20 minutes. It's just a matter of actually doing it because how often do we go on social media and then we start scrolling and we're Mm -hmm. like, why did I even get on here? So having the 20 minute tasks, like you do in the post-its, it's like, okay, it does the brain work for you and you can just grab and go. So Mm -hmm. what a great strategy. So if you're listening to this, 
Start doing that. Try that. And then make sure you tag Nicole and be like, Nicole, this is life-changing. <laughs> right? Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. It's it also, I think the other hidden thing that it does for me, um, I don't know how many of, of you might be listening that, you know, you feel a little sense of control is missing, <laughs> right? Yes. In our lives, we're, we're trying to find it. You mentioned balance earlier. I, I don't believe it unless we're like in a teeter totter, like it just doesn't right. exist. And so I need to find some little semblance of some control. So if I can at least have it out where I'm like, see, it's there, it's going to happen. Um, you know, recently I painted, we finished our basement completely. And I, I, I painted the doors downstairs and you see them all the time. You want to get them done. But until you saw, until I saw that on the list, like, Hey, this is happening during spring break, you know, all the little things didn't come together, right. making sure, you know, the, you know, the, um, you know, anything to cover the flooring and, it, and you just see it there as a reminder. And everyone else has that reminder again, if they read it, but at least you're reading it to prepare. And it gives you a little bit of like, okay, yeah, I, that that's back in my control or, or like you mentioned social media, if there's something you really want to get out, what happens is you do get on and then you have an awesome DM from somebody that you have, you have to answer that. And then that takes you three other places where if you see just, you know, I'm going to do these three things and it just keeps hitting you and hitting you. You're probably going to wait on that, looking at that DM. Oh, so, so good because yes, it's all about working smarter, not harder. And when you do get that little bit of control back, yeah, it lifts some of the weight, some of the stress because so many things in life as mom are out of our control. It's just a fact of the matter. And that's if motherhood's taught me anything, it's that the unexpected is going to happen every single day. And you and I were talking about this before we hit record. It's, it's just life. That's motherhood and going with the flow and just having systems and structures and workflows in place, but just, you know, being ready for when life throws you a curveball. But I really feel like all of those little tasks that we have in our brain bouncing around, all those to-dos, it does. It takes up a lot of mental capacity and then the decision fatigue sets in so that, okay, I do have 20 minutes. I don't even know where to start. Well, guess what? close your eyes and pick a post-it off the wall. You know, it's, yes, it's yes. not as hard as we're making it out to be, but if we can start maximizing and using these strategies, we're going to be that much more calm, productive, and have that control of life back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Oh my gosh. Because life as a mom is just, it's wild. I don't think anything can really prepare you for this. No, I mean, short of maybe military service, I like right. to think that they have those things figured out over there, but I know yesterday I found myself, um, I found myself in a tent. If you go to my Instagram, we are we're recording right now in, uh, late April. If you go over there right now, you will see a reel where usually I do a message from my desk, like something random that somebody asked me, or, you know, just came across and I want to share it. And, um, instead I just found myself in every different, which way childcare issues coming up. Right. I mentioned someone had jury duty recently, and then it got last minute canceled. And then there was this kid sick, which meant next week, some other kids will be sick, which means one of us will be sick, all the things. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it just kept banging my head against this. Wow. we like, we just keep losing a routine and oh, how mad I want that. But instead I just, I was in the tent with my kiddo in, in his bedroom or actually in his brother's bedroom in the tent, middle of the day. I'm like, well, I'm just going to brace this. Now I'm going to record about it because I was being hit with so many, like, you're just here, just do that. And who else needs to hear it? But that's just that, like, you just got to take them as it comes and, uh, and manage as you go, whenever, whenever you can, the outsiders too, the other people that are around you, how you can help manage all of that too. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And I find too that content that I post like that, that's just kind of like on a whim, me doing something completely random, that content will do so much better than something I've actually like really like thought about and put like effort into and you know, kind of strategize, but yes. no, just being in the tent, here we go. You know, I'm sure that's because it's relatable and that's what yeah. draws people to us, you know, people buy from people. And I think that's what we forget and we overcomplicate a lot of our marketing efforts with. What do you, what's your take on that? It's true. And uh, the marketer says me too. <laughs> we we want great stuff out there. We, we want, oh, that, that passed my brain. And so I'm going to make sure I tell somebody. And so that does go down on the list, right? Like, and make sure like, oh yeah, let's make sure we do that. Um, but then it's, it's actually the everyday moments, the ones that, um, you're like, really, I didn't even do two takes like, okay, <laughs> like that worked. Okay. It's, was it because it was a purple background and green with the tent? Like what, you know, what made it scroll stopping or worthy? And, you know, and it might be because you use the native camera, like we can make all these reasons on why, but I think what matters most is that we just keep getting it out there. And, and of course, looking at the data is one of my favorite things, uh, to look in retrospect. I'm not exactly always wanting to stare at it all the time, but monthly just to get back in there and be like, this is what worked. How can we do more of that? How can we lean into that? But yeah, yes. it's always those surprise ones that surprised me just like the rest of you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you mentioned too, looking at the data because analytics will tell you so much. I think as moms, especially, I don't know, we just tend to overcomplicate things, but look at your data, see what you posted the last month that did really well. And guess what? You can repurpose it. Yeah. Or repost that? it or repost it like yeah. every 90 days. Like if there's something that you've seen great traction on, guess what? Anybody looking forgot about it in 13 seconds. So you go 100%. repost that whether you want to do it in 60 or 90 days, just do the exact same thing. Yes. Repurpose it too, for sure. But absolutely. You can just repost it. Like just let it keep doing its job. And especially, um, just repost that URL, that link that, so that way you're still getting the same the same juju, if you will, on that post. But yeah, I, I would say it's moms overcomplicate things and moms who are entrepreneurs, we are problem solvers to the nth degree, right? Like we are, we are looking, we are scanning our environment at all time for business ideas or problems to solve. And so we, we do, we just, we're trying to solve for something else and we don't have to, your customers, your people, your audience, they're telling on themselves and they're telling you all the time what they want more of. So we just got to read the data every once in a while and lean into that. Yes. I love that. Problem solving is such a superpower as a mom because yeah, business, life, motherhood, strategic planning, like everything we do, like that's why moms make incredible business owners. And I, that is like my soapbox. I will stand on it and preach it all day long. But once I had a mentor tell me something, we were sitting there, it was a group coaching program and he goes, okay, you know, for those of you that are afraid to repost, repurpose anything, he goes, who in this room can tell me what were my last five posts? Guess what? Nobody knew. And like, you this might... is somebody we referred, referred to as our like mentor of the group. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Like, it's yes. crazy. We think yes. people are paying way more attention than they are. But like you said, our attention span is like probably worse than our kids. 
<laughs> it probably is. And really, even if somebody saw something again, they might say to themselves in that moment, oh, I think I've, I think I've heard her say that before. And sure. And don't you recall like third grade math? Like we needed repetition, right? We needed, I mean, the multiplication tables of old school math, right? If I'm talking to some old school math <laughs> folks out there, we needed that. And today we're like begging, like, what? just learn your, just learn your multiplication tables or your, right? Like just, can you learn these things? Just repeat them. You'll figure it out. Flashcards. Let's, you know, let's get the flashcards, you guys. And um, okay, maybe flashcards don't work with my kids. But the point is, is that uh, repetition is great. You just mentioned, you know, that's your soapbox. And I bet you, you say it often and no one's tired of hearing something so good as a good soapbox that moms make great business owners. No one's yeah, tired of that. Exactly. And if you look at some of the accounts you follow, the, the really successful business owners are the ones that are repeating one message over and over and over. You know what that person is known for. Yeah. And I believe there's a book called The One Thing, and it really like goes deep on this. And <laughs> yeah, it's that one thing, being known for the one thing. That's where we really start to hone our message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, this example that we're talking about the do's and don'ts of working from home as we started this show, I had um, really had to figure out, well, how many different ways can I talk about this and, and did it on my own show? Like I was like, I'm going to find like 101 different ways. And then like really just give everyone the stories of like what I've gone through about it. And I was like, well, I can make sure that we're always sharing that. And so that's why we even bring it up with podcast hosts like you. This is a little meta for everybody. I hope everyone's okay with that. But to even say like, hey, uh, Nicole has a bunch of really great stories and examples on this particular topic. Let's talk about it because not everyone listening is going to listen to the next show or the next show. If it, you know, if the next host wants to talk and you know, touch on it a little bit, but there are just a wealth of so many stories. I don't have 105 necessarily on my show, but you know, I just did like five little bullet stories at a time uh, so that everyone knows that if you want a good work from home tip, that's real, that's rooted in like good stuff. Nicole probably has a couple of tips for you and, um, and, and nobody's bad about it. Nobody was ever like, oh my gosh, will you quit talking about it? No, they, they listen to it. They get what they need. They share their experience and their story and they move on too. Exactly. That's one of my favorite things, you know, take what you need and leave the rest. And that's what our audience is doing. We're not, every single post is not going to get a thousand likes and that's okay. But just being consistent, I think is really the key to it, leaning into those systems and strategies that work for you. Because as moms, we can work a whole lot smarter instead of working harder. And part of me wonders if it was just always being, having the mindset, the more hustle, the more reward. But as a mom, I really think it's about being more strategic. Like the more strategic, the greater the reward. You need to give yourself the white space in your calendar. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think as moms, you know, we all have those early experiences with the little one on the fierce one-year-old schedule, right? Eight months to to 15 months, maybe. Right. And like, God forbid our our mother-in-law or our own mom or sister or auntie, babysitter, whoever, Papa in our case, um, diverted from the schedule. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a reason why the schedule was the schedule. And there was no need to rush the next milestone as much as we want our kids to get there. We, we try to make sure because those of us, at least those of us that ended up having two kids, <laughs> we knew what was coming when the one started walking or crawling or anything like that. Maybe at first we, you know, I remember my husband saying, I can't wait till he starts talking. I'm like, mm, we may never get to talk again. And that is actually true. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he and I are going to get to talk till 2038. And so, 
Um, so it's so important that we remember and lean into how we use strategy to figure out that schedule before when those littles were really tiny, we can do it here. Um, I think many of us still want to hustle because we have some big, big dreams and big, big goals. So I know hustle is equally a bad term, but the reality is we, we all are quietly trying to race towards a goal, but just remember to lean in to you've been strategic at the most sleep deprived time of your life. <laughs> you can do this too. And, you know, I have to say it to myself all the time, like, wow, I feel like I'm doing things halfway. And then I have to realize, wait, what am I actually doing? Whole, yes. Like, what am I really feeling like I'm doing well and, and make that list for myself to be like, okay, okay. Okay. We had a great healthy dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we, um, dad made that healthy dinner. I mean, yeah, double that's points, a huge right? win. <laughs> so, and you know, right. I want to uh, piggyback on a word you said, if I may, you said consistently, and I've always said the same thing, you know, just try to be consistent. If that means you're only posting on a Tuesday, Thursday or whatever that means. But a, one of my guests used a word that um, has stuck with me recently. And I just want to share it with you yeah. uh, because as a marketer, of course, I want you to be consistent, like show up consistently, do it when people expect it. And, um, and as a marketer, I'm also going to tell you, it's like the shoe cobbler's children over here. There's plenty of times we don't do things as well as we do it for our clients. That's true. Regularly if you can do it regularly, right? So we know going to the gym, despite my appreciation for a French fry here and there, we know going to the gym regularly does not mean pulling into the parking lot. <laughs> it doesn't mean doing a drive-by. It means you got to go in and then you actually have to go to the machines. You actually have to do the workout, right? And walk on the track, run, you know, whatever it is. And I think that so many times we think that if we're not doing consistent, we're always hitting that Tuesday, Thursday or whatever that schedule was. Well, forget it. And I would just encourage everyone, just, just be regular. Cause we know if we went to the gym and got the workout in once or twice a week, didn't matter what day, that we just were showing up regularly, our body appreciates it. And so will your audiences as well. Oh my gosh. What a great take on everything today. You dropped so many valuable gems of wisdom. And if you are listening, try some of these strategies out, implement them. And you will see a difference. Honestly, it's not as complicated as we're making it out to be. Just be regular with it and give yourself the grace. You know, it's we're all learning as we go. But there are resources out there like Nicole that if you are struggling in this area, you need to reach out to her. So Nicole, how do we get into your world? Yeah, I, I hang out in several different places on social media. I'll give you all the links for sure. So if someone's driving, um, but I like to hang out on Instagram. That's true. LinkedIn, of course, uh, we're at the serial. Well, we're at the serial entrepreneur show.com. If you want to hear the podcast and more on working from home, if you're interested and our free or paid workshops or how we work with one-on-one -on -one clients, that's at smartcookiemedia.co, not.com. And we'd love to be in touch to hear what was helpful for any one of you. Oh my gosh. So amazing. Thank you so much, Nicole, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with our listeners today. Thank you, Amy. I just want to acknowledge you for, uh, I know what, I know all of us moms, it's like this club that I didn't know belong. Like I didn't know that I would belong to until you did until you really understood it. And I just want to acknowledge you for being consistent with your show and giving, you know, you get so many glowing reviews and, and just giving your all to it. I know what it really, really takes behind the scenes. Right. And I just Ooh. want to acknowledge you for giving so much to, uh, to this club that we all belong to. I think it's really, really special. And if someone hasn't said it today, I can't imagine what's going on upstairs or down the corner around the way for you, except that I'm in the tent with you too sometimes. And so Aww. I just want to, yeah, send you some love and say, thanks so much for supporting all of us. 
I do appreciate that. And that's that's what all of this is about. It's about the power of collaboration and supporting each other because there is so much abundance in this world and it can feel very lonely running a business, but just know that there are people out there cheering you on. So thanks, Nicole, for being amazing. I do appreciate you. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 